Good morning, kind folks. It's your KVMR morning news update for Tuesday, September 20th. I'm Steve Baker. It was a 10-day test of California's ability to keep the lights on. We'll recap it for you in a little while. But first, regional weather. Nevada City, Grass Valley, today a 70% chance of showers and possibly a thunderstorm, mostly cloudy, high near 67. Tonight, 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms, low 48. Tomorrow, chance of showers and a thunderstorm after 11 a.m., partly sunny and a high of 65. In Sacramento, chance of showers and a high of 75, possible thunderstorm after 2 p.m. Tonight, low 60 with a 40% chance of showers. Wednesday, high 75, 40% chance of showers, slight chance of thunderstorms. And Truckee today, showers likely, possibly some thunderstorms. Uh, Mostly cloudy, high near 55. Tonight, rain showers likely, then rain mixed with snow showers, low of 34. And Wednesday, chance of precipitation 70% and a high of 54. Lasserville today, variable clouds with thunderstorms, high 68. Angels Camp today, partly to mostly cloudy skies. Scattered thunderstorms in the morning, high 73, 40% chance of rain. An ongoing storm in Northern California helped tame the mosquito fire and boost containment efforts over the weekend, that allowing about 3,000 people to return home after more than a week of being displaced by mandatory evacuations. But more than 8,000 residents of El Dorado and Placer counties remained under evacuation orders due to the blaze, which sparked September 6th near Oxbow Reservoir in the foothills east of Sacramento and has grown to become California's largest wildfire of 2022. Evacuation orders were reduced to warnings Monday for the El Dorado County towns of Volcanoville and Quintet and lifted Sunday for Georgetown. Evacuations were also lifted or reduced from mandatory orders to warnings for portions of Placer County on the western side of the fire, including parts of Todd Valley, according to Placer County's Sheriff's Office. Officials warning that the heavier rain expected Monday and Tuesday could lead to flash flooding and debris flows in areas recently scarred by the Mosquito Fire. The National Weather Service has issued a flash flood watch for areas south and east of Forest Hill in place through the end of today. Well, the Sacramento Bee is reporting it was a 10-day test of California's ability to keep the lights on and maintain its green energy crusade, a unprecedented heat wave that pushed the state's power grid to the brink of rolling blackouts. And as far as California policymakers are concerned, the state did just fine. Despite one close call on the worst night, the independent system operator, which manages the grid, got through the relentless 110-degree weather without ever running out of electricity. We are squeaking by, and I think that that is a remarkable achievement, said Michael Wera, a Stanford University climate expert who's advising the legislature on energy issues. We are leading the world in building a grid that is clean and reliable and always works, even in times like this. But with additional extreme heat waves, surely in California's future, some in the energy industry say the near miss should serve as a wake-up call, not a reason to throw confetti in the air. Industry executives say the emergency alerts and pleas for conservation show that California's drive for an all-renewable electricity system is leaving its residents dangerously vulnerable to blackouts. If you look at a state that's the fifth largest economy in the world and has to call for flex alerts for 10 consecutive days and declares it a success when the lights stay on, that strikes me as whistling past the graveyard, says Todd Snitchier, president of the Electric Power Supply Association, an alliance of power suppliers. 
Snitchler says California officials should consider whether they're going too far, too fast on renewable energy, and Snitchler's membership leans heavily toward traditional energy sources, but includes renewables as well. Hopefully this is an opportunity for some reality-based planning and some thoughtful conversation about how to ensure reliability will occur, he says, instead of continuing to go headlong into a reliability crisis. And this from the San Francisco Sunday Chronicle's obituary section. When the American Conservatory Theater last staged its annual production of A Christmas Carol in 2019, the play hinged, as always, on Ken Ruta as the ghost of Jacob Marley, wrapped in heavy chains and draped in boxes of money as he rose up from a bed and passionately warned Ebenezer Scrooge of the three spirits that were soon to visit. Ruta embodied that role for 14 consecutive seasons, and he was cast as Marley again for this year's production at the Geary Theater, the first after a two-year pandemic hiatus. At age 89, Ruta had been vaccinated and boosted for COVID-19 and was preparing to begin rehearsal when he caught the coronavirus in early August. He went into steady decline with dramatic weight loss as his case was worsened by pneumonia. He died August 28th at his home in San Francisco, his death being confirmed by his sister. Ken brought his character to life through his own wisdom and gravitas, says James Carpenter, who played Scrooge opposite Ruta's Marley for 14 consecutive Christmas seasons. Ken knew the weight of each word in the message he was delivering, no matter what the role he was playing. Ruta performed in about 70 shows with the company, going back to its inaugural season in 1967. As an actor, Ken was indispensable, says the actor Joy Carlin, who both directed and performed with Ruta going back to 1969. He was always with you in the moment. And Fred Franzia, the businessman who turned the wine industry on its head with his inexpensive Charles Shaw label, better known as Two Buck Chuck, died last week at his home in Denaire. Rare yellow-legged frogs have been returned to the drought-hammered San Gabriel Mountains, that according to the Los Angeles Times. Birthdays today include legendary actress Sophia Loren turning 88, Chuck Panozo of the band Styx is 74, singers Gunner and Matthew Nelson of Nelson are both 55. And now let's go back to your Tuesday morning show with your cordial and cunning host, Paul Emery. 